0: You're listening to Let's Talk Media, the weekly podcast series in which me and fellow guests talk about certain topics within the entertainment industry. This week, we're talking about localization and stereotypes within children's media. Specifically, we're going to talk about this organization called 4Kids, which from the 90s until the early 2010s would localize Japanese content like Pokemon and One Piece and make them more accessible to American audiences. Which is pretty cool because if it wasn't for 4Kids, I wouldn't have been introduced to them. I actually remember having a whole DVD set of the first season of Pokemon on DVD. So thank you 4Kids for introducing me and millions of Americans to Japanese franchises like Pokemon and One Piece. However, they're a bit controversial because when they localized these properties for American audiences they often replaced Japanese concepts or foods to make them more accessible to American audiences. My guest for this week is Dr. Scheib. She is a professor of media literacy and psychology at Ethica College. Media literacy is primarily about getting people in the habit of asking questions about the information and ideas that they see read and hear and reflecting on their own biases in their use of the media and their interpretations of media messages and how production choices within the media affects the way they think and it's just overall meant to make people more aware about the media effects on themselves and i actually took media literacy and psychology with dr scheib in spring of 2019 and then about a year later which is now i started interning for her organization on campus it's called project look sharp and project look sharp is an organization on ithaca college's campus which works with teachers and librarians at K-12 through 12 schools, and they basically help them weave media literacy skills and approaches into the school curriculum. And they also work with the students there to engage them in media literacy. So that's just a really cool organization. She's been doing this for the past three or so decades. And so here's my interview with Dr. Scheib. But before that, I just want to thank Kevin MacLeod for providing the song you're listening to. This song is called Screensavers. Kevin MacLeod does not endorse this podcast. I just got his music because of licensing. Here's my interview with Dr. Scheib about stereotyping and localization within children's media. Right here on Let's Talk Media
1: date of recording, February 26th,
0: 2020. Um, The example that I showed you was this episode of Pokemon where there's this rice ball in the Japanese version but in the American one they replaced it with a sub and they actually call the rice balls jelly donuts. That's
1: so hilarious. So I think this is fascinating. I actually wasn't familiar with this at
0: all, although I certainly am familiar with Pokemon. Do you think it was right for four kids to localize Pokemon and One Piece in this manner?
1: So I think in media literacy, one of our questions always is uh, who controls the information and who decides what we see and what we hear and what we read. Um, so from that perspective, it's really interesting that they would modify this show for American audiences. And I guess the questions I'd want to know are a) whether kids actually think, can kids, kids say in America, whether kids think this is a story placed in America that takes place here, um, or whether it's a story that takes place, or even was originally designed in Japan, I I don't know about that. I don't. I suspect that most kids just make the assumption that it happens in the U.S. anyway, and that replacing something that's traditionally Japanese, like a rice ball, with something that would be more familiar with them. I I do know that in the opposite direction, that shows in the United States, in particular shows like Sesame Street, which is shown all over the world, um, licenses the show to other countries and, and make sure that certain elements are always the same and under the control of um, Sesame Workshop, the producer of Sesame Street. But they also encourage elements of the show to be localized so that, um, so that things will be familiar to kids.
0: The first picture I showed you has them replacing cigarettes with lollipops and a gun with some kind of... Toy hammer. What do you think yeah. about that part? So,
1: so really interesting. I think they're they're very two very different things. That um, that in the U.S. there actually are guidelines about showing um, tobacco, um, and certainly we're not allowed, for example, to advertise no. um, cigarettes in the U.S. since 1970. One question would be why? Why did they change it? Did they change it because they thought it would be? better for kids in the U.S. or more appealing, or were they mandated? Now, what's funny about the violence is kid shows are full of violence. Kid shows have more violence than adult shows do in the United States, by far. The research from the National Television Violence Study found that there were an average of 25 acts of violence an hour on children's shows, about 150 acts of violence an hour on shows like Power Rangers and mm-hmm. live-action children shows um, and adult programming an average of about five acts of violence an hour. In fact, I could see it happening in the opposite direction. In the U.S., the number one thing we export is violence in, in movies and television shows. Um, and it's partly because it, it carries well in that you don't need to explain or modify something, people get violence around the world. Which is one of the reasons why shows like Power Rangers and other shows that often are made um, and ca- whose characters are Asian from um, Japan or Korea, those kinds of shows often bought in the U.S. And and almost no dialogue, just lots of, of kicking yeah. and fighting. I was so obsessed
0: so. with Power Rangers when I was a kid. I, I watched... SPD, Dino Storm, all the video sure. games, it was, I, I loved it. I didn't, I didn't understand the story, like you're saying, I just like, not much action. of a
1: story. Yeah, good guys, bad guys. And, you know, the research on, on media violence, especially television, um, is, is pretty clear that there's probably a sensitive period between the ages of three and nine, in which kids are more affected by the violence they see, that all other things being equal the more violence kids watch the more likely they are to behave aggressively but it depends on the child it depends on the situation it depends on the context in which they're watching and in children shows in particular but also adult shows more violent acts done by the good guys than the bad guys and it's not shown as wrong when it's done by the good guys it's right. shown as right you know when Power Rangers debuted um, in the first month um, the anecdotal evidence was an increase um, of a huge increase. Some report 600 percent increase in aggressive acts by girls because it was the first time we had, and we're talking about young girls who were young watching girls, right. Power Rangers. And it's because for the first time we had um, had had female characters, female superheroes. Hero characters who were engaging in violence. Before that, there was, you know, Wonder Woman and Batgirl and stuff like that. They weren't that violent, and boys as well. But boys already had lots of, of um, superheroes oh, to yeah. model. I find it interesting that they would change the gun. There isn't another country in the world that has the amount of violence in television that we do in the United States. There's not another country that comes close.
0: What effect do you think this editing has on children? Because these shows are meant for ages seven to 11. Um, I think kids get caught up in the plot lines. They may or may not think
1: that's pretty odd, but unless they actually saw the original and saw the edited version, I don't know that it would make that much of a difference. Um, to make it less violent, that might be good. I don't know. Um, to make it culturally relevant, I actually think that's probably a good thing. Again, that's what that's what Sesame Street does—to right. make it culturally relevant and more more accessible, and more understandable. I think the the question that you showed in some of the other issues, lightening the skin um, of a character, again. You'd want to know, you'd you'd want to know why they did that. There are plenty of people of color in the U.S. I mean, skin lightening is a huge, big issue, man, and it's come up in children's movies a lot. Um, for example, females in Disney movies almost always shown with lighter skin than males are. Um, if you think of movies like Aladdin, for example, and Pocahontas, um, you know. Pocahontas and jasmine, pretty light skinned, and the males, much darker skin. But when I was um, giving presentations in India and in um, Bhutan, um, one of the things that we discovered there was um, was TV commercials for skin lighteners for yeah, females. Yeah, I've,
0: I've, I've seen them. Wow, you know,
1: um, whether it caused people to, or reinforced the idea, don't think it would cause, but reinforce the idea that it's better to have light skin than dark skin. Um, that's always a question. You know, there's lots of impacts of who we see and who we don't see, whose stories are told and whose stories are not told, in the impact that they have. My daughter was born in Peru, and so for her, we adopted her in Peru, brought her back to the U.S. when she was four months old, really spent a lot of time trying to make sure that she had experiences and media in her life that showed people who looked like her. And so that she wasn't growing up without a sense of her own culture, but also growing up believing it's better to be light-skinned than dark-skinned. When I went to get a doll, you know, when my parents went to buy a doll, there were plenty of dolls that looked like me. And when we went to find a doll for my daughter, there were no dolls that looked like her. When we went to buy greeting cards, you know, for her birthday cards, there were no birthday cards that had girls that looked like her. Um, You know, with my... um, Her husband is African-American, so my my grandchildren are Peruvian-African-American. And that has raised my consciousness about things like um, white privilege of assuming you can just go to any store and find shampoo that will work with your hair, because that's not true for my granddaughter. You know, there's lots of impacts of who we see and who we don't see, whose stories are told and whose stories are not told in the impact that they have. Um, And it's very important for all children to um, to be exposed, I think, through the media, in particular if they're not going to have day-to-day experiences that are multicultural. So the narrower the images are that we see, the more problematic it is. And the good news is, things have changed a lot.
0: They have, definitely. Um, you
1: know, we, our archive goes back to 1983, and it's, it is noticeable how different children's programs are. Today than they were in the '80s certainly than they were in the '60s certainly. and '70s, um, but the same with many other shows that, and and with commercials. I mean, not just around, around skin color and ethnicity, but also, um, heterosexuality, you know, and homosexuality, um, and, and, um, gender identity. That more and more we're getting to see a nice wide range, in even some children's shows, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, um, that when Cheerios showed a commercial featuring, um, an African-American man and his wife was white, um, and their daughter, that they got boycotted, um, by, yes, they got boycotted by certain groups
0: and lauded
1: by certain groups, but they got boycotted.
0: Right, and Four Kids was, I mean, the two thousands was what, twenty something yeah. years ago.
1: So so you'd wanna know why they did that. You know, um, and and you know, it would be interesting to me if the original was a darker one. Yeah, I mean that that's just oh. interesting in Japan. I could again see maybe the opposite happening.
0: Yeah, the original was darker, actually.
1: It was darker. That's that's just intriguing to me. I don't you'd wanna know why. Why'd they do that?
0: I think because it has a different connotation in America. That's, that's my best guess. It's,
1: it's certainly the case that in the US, I mean, many of my friends around the world comment on, on our, you know, in the US where skin color just somehow is a big deal. We gotta start media literacy as soon as we start literacy. That means we can't just wait till we get to high school and college to ask these questions. You know, one of the commercials we're showing is um, for a, a, a toy called Real Bugs. I've never... Um, I actually showed it in your media literacy class at one point. But Wait, I, me- a, I remember this from yeah, last year. Yeah, so so it's a it was a toy for boys, we're the target audience, that, um, that it's a plastic bug that you, you inject with some goo, and then you step on it and you shoot it at girls um, to scare them. And they in the commercial they contrast um, these cool boys who are using this toy um, and and stomping on it and squishing and yeah. shooting shooting it at girls to scare them um, and of course lots of stereotypes therefore about girls mm-hmm. that girls don't like bugs that they're easily scared that they scream when they're scared etc. And there's one Asian boy in the commercial. And he's the smart one. Of course, and there's one boy who's black in the commercial, and he's one of the
0: shooters. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you see this still happening in 2020 today?
1: I would suspect that anytime a show is exported from one country to another country, um you know, we know that they they dub in voices or um, or change certain things. I suspect I suspect that they do um, make changes. So there's a bunch of British shows that I really enjoy a lot. And about half of the jokes I don't get actually. I mean, I get that they're funny, but I don't really understand them because they're about about British products and British celebrities and, I just don't get them on the other hand i would be appalled if they replaced you know changed the context to be american products i think um because it's a show that takes place in the uk and and i think that would that would not work um but i understand why people would do it because it would make it especially for children it would make it a little
0: easier all right thank you dr shine you
1: are most welcome